0: Hey there, my name is Hugo Prince, I'm the host of The Road to the IPO, Le Podcast entrepreneurs Agueri. Thank you for listening to the podcast, I really appreciate. I also want to let you know that the podcast, Road to the IPO, is not available in all the other platforms. iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Please, please, rate the podcast on iTunes, leave a comment, let me know if it's good. Let's start the show. Yes,
1: Didn't have to knock me out, but I'm still holding the throne. You never know
0: till it's over. So pretty earth. Just beware of the thorns. Today podcast is in English and I have the great honor to have on the show Phil Terriel, the founder of the Starfest Festival. Hey Phil, how's it going? It's going great, thanks yourself. Thank you. Uh, Before we start the podcast, I really want to thank you because I remember in 2016, I went to the StarFest, and you were the first one I did a video interview you. I asked you like two questions, 20 seconds, and since then I started doing podcasting so I'm really thankful for that <laughs> thank you appreciate. Uh,
1: look, I appreciate it look you're thanking me I thank you you know we do everything we do to inspire people to take risks and do uh, new things so yes. you know I love it when people come and try out new ideas and especially when they work out so uh, congratulations you. to you so for those who don't know you can you introduce yourself uh, sure I'm Phil Tello. I'm the founder of startup Fest. yes um, what else can I say? I'm also on the board of Osmo, so the the Notman <laughs> yes. House. Yes, and I've been in the startup community now for ten years. I mean, I did a lot of startup stuff when I was, you know, in the beginning of my career. Yeah, and now I support entrepreneurs, uh, you know, in the best way I, I know how, which is to connect them. Yes. So
0: before we talk about the startup fest, how do you become an
1: entrepreneur? Where does it come from? Uh, w- the general question of how one becomes an entrepreneur, yeah. how I became an entrepreneur. You, you. Uh, oh, well, my journey was really, I would say, uh, quite organic. Okay. Um, you know, I think I always wanted to be an entrepreneur as a kid. It was yeah. always an idea. I studied engineering, yeah. and I always thought, and you know, I would become some sort of, you know, real estate person. And so, studying engineering was a good thing. And okay. I'd be my own boss. So I think I always had that in mind. But uh, like many people, I came out of university and i got a job okay Uh, and so i did that for for many years and i worked for technology companies that were growing always very early very you know entrepreneurial in nature you know like being part of any startup, yeah, even if you're not the founder, you kind of feel like you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, and it wasn't until we sold our businesses. So I worked for a company called Locust Dialogue at the time. Yeah, they got acquired by an American company. Okay, and uh, I found myself all of a sudden with nothing to do. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, and so that kind of launched my entrepreneurial journey. I started to do some consulting on my own. Okay, and that became you know a business now of of running you know events around the world. Uh, and so that's why I say it's very natural. It wasn't a pre-programmed, predestined okay. thing for me. I kind of always knew I wanted to do it, and life kind of pushed me in that direction. There's okay. l- there's nothing like losing your job to, you know, become an entrepreneur. Yeah, it's
0: true. <laughs> so you talk about connecting people. Did you start right there? Like, do you like figure out like, oh, maybe I should connect some people together, maybe in a small events and everything? How do you start it?
1: Uh, Yeah, look, I think it's uh, human nature, you know, when you're in, you know, when I was working for the other technology companies, I was very much involved in sales and business development and relationship management. And relationships are about people. It's about creating connections. And when you're trying to convince, you know, a client to come on board, you recognize the value of creating those connections and those, you know, relationships. And so... Uh, You know, we create our first event because the idea was to bring people together again in this goal of bringing customers Mm -hmm. and friends together and and create something interesting. Um, But yes, ultimately, you know, that creating connections is what events are really all about. Yes. You go to an event because you want to meet you know, a customer or an investor or, you know, a co-founder or employees or whatever it may be, we go to those places, we go to events to meet and connect. Yes. Uh, So it's just something that was natural, I think, for me to to do, I guess. Uh, You see, we are in
0: Montreal, so I go to a lot of events too, and I find like Montreal is a, I don't know if it's a small place, but you always see the same people, you know? So can we talk about the Montreal community of entrepreneurs? How sure. do you see
1: it? Sure. Well, I'll start by saying that one of the reasons we created Startup Fest, yes. which in its original iteration was called the International Startup Fest, okay. was uh, the goal was to bring people from outside of Montreal into Montreal. Montreal. Because, like you just said, we sort of you know we'd run other events, smaller events. Yes. We called them Startup Camp yeah. in those days, and. We keep on doing it over and over again. It was a certain size, and it was always the same people. Yes, yes. You see yeah. the same people if you go to the same events. Yes. And actually, there are there are groups that you don't see in Montreal yes. unless you really seek out things that are different to what you're used to. Okay. Uh, yesterday, I was an event that is hosted by Montreal uh, Inc. Yes. Uh, there are other events that I went to recently that were organized by the Young Chamber of Commerce. Yes. Then there are things that happened at Notman House or Osmo or... Then there's the queer tech group, and then there's the women in tech group, and there's a whole bunch of different groups. So in reality, there are quite. It's not as. It's not quite. It's that small.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a good size. I find Montreal actually has this ideal size for a startup community, uh, and really for any community, is that it's big enough to have everything you want in a vibrant community, but it's also small enough that in effect. If you don't know everybody, you can meet them like that. Yeah, true. Uh, and so I find there's a lot of diversity and a lot of interesting things going on here um, that you know, we don't need to be you know, huge or vastly bigger, yes. I think, to succeed. I think we're doing very well with what we have. So do you decide, do like,
0: you want to bring other people from international to Montreal? you want to bring those people to create a more big community than just the Montreal people?
1: Yeah, because, I mean, your community needs to have connections to the outside world. Okay. Unless you're building a startup... Specifically for your local market, like delivering food locally, yes. which is just a requirement for the local market. Yes. If you're doing something that is meant to be big, yes. you need to connect internationally. Yes, and you yes. need it for many reasons. You need it because uh, for financing, often enough, bigger rounds of funding are going to come from outside of the local market. Okay. But also for hires and finding talent and things of that sort, it's important. And then, of course, if you're doing a business to business, you know, the startup. Yes. You need connections to clients around the world. Okay. So, uh, the importance of having that international those international pipes is really is vital. Once. You have a relationship with one person, now somebody you know can maybe tap in. If I were to call you up and say, do you know somebody in Boston, you may know somebody in Boston, you can help connect me to yes. Boston. So it, it really is, I would say, in effect vital for us to have that international connections for the benefit of everybody. Okay. Because one person with international connections now can feed, you know, a Everyone. few hundred people.
0: Yes. Yeah. So. The StarFest, so that's the general idea of the StarFest, I mean connecting all these people, even international, Montreal. So what do you decide really to start the
1: StarFest? When did I decide? Yeah. Uh, really, I decided I think it was in 2011, so we're in our ninth edition okay. this year. Uh, so about nine years ago, there was still snow on the ground. Uh, it just came to me, this idea that we needed you know, to create more international connections okay. for, uh, for Montreal. It was certainly a little bit of a crazy idea at the time. Yeah. Nobody had done it. There had never been a startup event of a thousand people in the city ever. Um, most people didn't think it was going to happen or work, okay. but uh, you know, few key people did. Uh-huh. And in those days, the startup community was really much smaller. Yes, yes. Uh, those that at least consider themselves startups okay. there have always been small businesses. Uh-huh. Uh, but there was like a half dozen people that uh, got in behind us and said, "Yeah, this is a good idea. This is worth trying out and doing." So, so we chose to do it. Wow! Almost yeah. ten years, Pierre. Almost ten years. It's, it's, incredible. it's incredible. Time, incredible. Time really flies. Um,
0: yeah. It, it, I, it's like it seems like it becomes bigger and bigger with the, you know,
1: this, uh, this year is going to be bigger than last year. Look, you know, we always prepare for the size of the event that it was last year. Yeah. And it always tends to grow. So we've had growths of between, you know, 20 and 50 percent year over year, which is, you know, is big growth. Yeah. Uh, so last year we were six thousand four hundred or so people. Yes. I expect we'll be about uh, you know somewhere between there and seven thousand, but uh, you never know. The event world is such that you never know really, until the <laughs> last weeks, you know, who's coming in. So I really, if there's any request I would have for people, is, if you're coming, buy your tickets early. It makes <laughs> all of our hearts here at Startup Fest beat uh, just a little bit slower. And you know what, at
0: the beginning, there's not that much people that support you, but right now I think the government is behind you guys, and you see all these other communities, you see a lot of people behind your Startup Fest
1: now. Yeah, you know, we. Uh, this is a very important point. I, I think the governments try and do their best to support yes. entrepreneurship because it's good for the economy. It's good yes. for creating jobs. Yeah. It's good for you know tax base and all those you know those wonderful things. And the reason the government gets involved. Uh, we do this always with a focus on the entrepreneur. Yes. Uh, that's our, you know, it's not our singular focus. Of course, we care about all the other groups the investors and the government grantors and the community leaders and champions and stuff. They're all important. The whole yeah. ecosystem needs to be there. Um, but the main value driven has to always be to the entrepreneur because that's the core. That's what we're doing it for. If by default, we end up by creating more entrepreneurs and create more jobs, fantastic so be it. And
0: I, I want to say to all these people that are watching and listening that uh, Starfest do change life. It changed mine. In 2016, I met Phil, and most of all the, all the entrepreneurs I had on the show came from the Starfest. Because <laughs> it's so easy to get to them, they're they, they really relaxed, they're trying to talk to people, so you don't, it,
1: it's open. Okay, we'll come back this year. We'll give you a, a space and you can just interview people all day <laughs> no, long. <we're>
0: <laughs> no, but for real, I interviewed a lot of Dave,
1: uh, Phil from Milo, Julian Bro. They all, all came from them. All fabulous entrepreneurs. Look, you know, in 10 years, what's yeah. nice is because we've done this from our heart and we tried to build an event for the entrepreneurs... Uh, most of the successful entrepreneurs you see in the city, yeah. those that you name, uh, have gone through Startup Fest because you know we're Montreal's event. I and mean, we're an yeah. international event, but at the end of the day, this event is uh, you know built for and and by Montrealers. Do you realize how many
0: partnerships did, did did they create the Startup Fest? I I got so many partnerships. Like <laughs> there's some people I met there that now have like like a friendship, but also business partnerships.
1: So. Look, we we hear anecdotal stories all the time, you know, of our volunteers coming in, eventually meeting, you know, a co-founder and building a huge business and exiting and all those wonderful things. So we do hear those stories. We don't... Uh, do a big job to actually track that stuff yeah. although our, our government partners would love us to do a better job at actually identifying the value and it's natural because you know, they invest money and it's pr- it's public sector money and so yeah. they want to be able to justify that the money that they're investing has a you know a real tangible uh, return um, and so up until now, are, it's really just anecdotal stories I and mean, we yeah. hear them all the time. People write us letters saying how it changed their life and mm-hmm. how they met their partner or they met their investor. or uh, and To date, we, we haven't had anybody say I met my, my wife or my husband here, uh, which we hope. I, I've always wanted somebody to get married at Startup Fest.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So
1: maybe one day somebody will go, I think it's the ultimate startup. is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Any big business that came out from the Startup Fest in the, in the last nine years?
1: Look, big businesses, there's, like I said, you know, so many have gone through here. Guys yeah. like Bruno Moranci that are yes. now running, you know, next, uh, sorry, Techstars AI. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, guys like Dan Show and, you know, oh, Mark Antoine Ross, yeah. you know, from Password Box. Uh, I mean... LP Morris came before. I mean, every, everybody. You know, it's, what's really interesting is as you look at these people that are super successful yes. today, and remembering what it was like. And I look back in pictures or people that I put on stage, people like Julian Smith yeah. in the first <laughs> year, and today. I mean, he's a big, he's a big man. You know, he's running a multi-million-dollar uh, enterprise. Yeah. Uh, he was, in the time. He was a great author, but he wasn't an entrepreneur. And so it's really, you know, it's fabulous to have been doing the same thing over ten years. And, and see all the wonderful people that are, that have come through and, and succeeded. Of course, there are plenty that don't succeed. That's the reality yes, of true. entrepreneurship. Yeah, but true. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah. So before we go to the second part of the podcast, where can people reach out to you? Where, which platforms are you on?
1: Which platforms? Am I, which platforms am I not on? I find mm-hmm. that uh, some startup needs to solve that problem. <laughs> uh, but look, I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh-huh. I'm on Twitter. You know, somewhat on Instagram. I'm not. You know, huge in social media. Yeah. I don't. Uh, this is not a personal ego trip running startup fest so it's yeah. not there are other you know big personalities that run events and it's all about their personality and they do very well I mean, yeah it's not to, to criticize them in any way shape or form uh, for me it's about creating startup fest so startup Fest has channels and Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn yes. and all those things Um but uh, yeah, the best way to reach me is usually email or text.
0: It's true because I, I ask I, I like I, I go I'm gonna interview Peter you, Who is that? Is that Starfest. Oh, okay, Starface. You know, <laughs> I think the brand is bigger than the man himself. Almost. Yes. and that was a decision.
1: Time. I think there are two, you know different types of entrepreneurs. Yeah. There are people that do it because they seek the fame, and yes. and that's fine. It's just not. Uh, it wasn't my interest was to to necessarily seek fame and all this. Uh, I actually try and shy away. I mean, even these sorts of things, I don't do them too often. True. I mean. Uh, I'm always happy to help out when somebody as, uh, as charming as you comes along. Yes. But uh, it's not about creating personal profile and uh, figuring out how to maximize that value.
0: Cool. You're going to put all the links so you can uh, reach out, reach out to, uh, to Phil. Just a small break to let you know that Road to IPO has finally some sponsor. 2CM and Pony Sync, an accounting firm. Yves and Ali, one of my dearest friends. And they are very good accountants. They they have helped me a lot in my accounting. As an entrepreneur, freelancers, and even people that have ninety-five jobs, you need very good accounting. So that's why I recommend them to CM and Partner Inc. So they are based in Montreal. So if you are from Montreal and you listen to the podcast right now, you can give them a call or go to the website that I will put on the description. I will put the link on the description. So, if you tell them that you listen to the podcast, they will give you a free consultation. Yes, a free consultation. So give them a call right now at 514-318-3711, 514-318-3711, and let them know that you listen to The Road to the IPO. So let's get back to the show. So I want to ask you uh, why technology holds a big place in the Fest. why? Uh,
1: Look, you know, in the beginning, well, first of all, my background was in technology Technology, and when you talk about startups, you know, you've got small businesses and then you've got startups. And startups, by definition, are companies that are, you know, in technology, high growth businesses, you know, a business that's looking for, you know, product market fit or there's plenty of definitions. But technology is one of those definitions. But above and beyond, I mean, it's not because we set out to create this, it's that, when you're bringing people together, and, and in our case it was investors and corporates yes. and startups, there was a natural request and sort of desire on both sides of that fence. Yes. The investors are looking for great deals to invest in, and then startups are looking for investors to help them grow. And so it's a good, you know, ying to the ying and yang, if you okay. like. And that doesn't exist in every other sector. I mean, technology is one of them. Uh, certainly in pharma and stuff, there is as yes. well. And we have done some of that stuff, but it's usually pharma tech or pharma biotech or tech. something yeah. of that sort. So it's a question of, you know, uh, we're not just about educating people because that you can do in any business. Yes you know Even if you're going to go and start a hair salon, you need to be educated on how to run a business. Yes, uh, We're far more about how to build a high growth business. Okay. And high growth is still today you know, pretty much exclusively in technology.
0: Because you, you also do AI Fest. I also think last year was weed. Talk a little bit of weed. So, yeah,
1: so we, we called it the Cannabis Fest. Cannabis, uh, yes. We did Crypto Fest, Cannabis Fest, AI Fest, Art Up Fest. Uh, and of course, startup fast and, and scale up fast, yeah. accelerator fast, <laughs> lots and lots and lots of fast okay. and startup fast. Um, yeah, so look, we try out different industries, but our our interest is always going to be the technology that drives that sector. Okay. And so when we did, for example, Cannabis Fest, which would seem to be far out from you know technology, yes. really we were exploring the technologies that were going to drive the industry. Okay. Both from a promotion, distribution, extraction, yeah. you know, grow lighting and all those sorts of things. It was yes. always about tech. And even Art Up Fest, which okay. we ran as an art event at Startup Fest, the idea was that artists and startups share a similar reality. Yes. They need money, they need exposure. Uh, they need, you know, yeah, the all same. sorts of education and stuff of that sort to, to really build a business, I guess, at the end of the day. Uh, and so, what we did is we went looking for a very particular type of artist. There was an artist that was using technology in their art, yes. and we said, look, it's got to be plugged in, it's got to be lit up, it has to have some component of technology. Yes. The more technology, the better, but it didn't have to, you know, it just had to have some notion of technology. Yes. Uh, and so, look, it's what we love. We also, as as a group of people that are organizing Startup Fest, we love technology. Okay, yeah. We get off on it. So.
0: All right. Hey, for those that listen to this and they ask you, Phil, how how can I win the Startup Fest prize? What are the requirements?
1: Or be damn good. first of, <laughs> of all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, you know our prizes. So yeah, in fact, we do a hundred thousand dollar prize at yeah. Startup Fest, and it's uh, it's for any startup at the event. Okay. Uh, we're doing a new prize this year, by the way. It's a $100,000 investment only for a woman in technology. Okay. So we'll be doing $200,000 prizes this year. Um, but look, the way to win that is, first of all, you got to have a good idea. I mean, everybody at the event, every startup there is eligible for the prize. Uh-huh. All they need to do in a first phase is impress one of the 15 or so judges we have. Okay. So they're walking around the event for the first two days, or they're sitting in a tent. They've got a special lanyard. You know, it's up to the start to go find a judge and make sure that at least one of the judges shortlists. Them. Okay. And if they can do that, then they have a shot. They're usually one of the finalist 10. Yeah. And in the morning, we interview the 10. And at that point, look, it's it's hard to say. You know, we, we've got a, a group of angel investors, and so... They don't have uh, the same requirements as a big VC, yes. you know, of high traction, we're, you know, we're not doing big due diligence. We're looking for great idea and we're looking for great people. Mm-hmm. And, of course, a market that makes sense. Yes.
0: Um,
1: and then we vote with our hearts. You know, we're, we're taking a decision within a few hours. And so it's, it's like the uh, Malcolm Gladwell book, Blink, Just Blink. So it's, yeah. it's about, you know, taking a snap judgment. Like Yes, true. Uh, but I, I always say the most important thing is to be memorable to the judges over the first two days so that at least one of them shortlists you. Yes. That's the most important thing. I used thing. to do it in the grandmother's price. We still do the grandmother's for prize. For those effect. that don't
0: win the big prize, it's the grandmother prize.
1: <laughs> it's actually probably one of the bigger prizes, if not bigger than, than yes. the, the investment prize. Uh, the grandmothers have been doing their thing now for, well, since year one. It's yeah, yeah, so yeah. the oldest prize we've been running. Uh, and the grandmothers, it's a panel of grandmothers, for those that don't know, yeah. that, uh, you know that have all been entrepreneurs in the past. Oh, yeah. uh, we went looking for people that were other than the standard investor male judge, uh-huh. and we landed on grandmothers. We, we, we tried out teenagers as well, but uh, they didn't work as well as okay. grandmothers. <laughs> they weren't as insightful. Uh, but it turns out that grandmothers have an ability, you know, entrepreneurial grandmothers for that matter, yes. have an ability to identify great qualities in entrepreneurs. They vote by and large on the person. Yes, yeah, First and foremost. Of course they're very interested in the market as well as the product and those sorts of things.
0: They understand I did it. So they they understand they understand technology. They're very good.
1: They do indeed. And
0: it's very like uh, stressful when you have grandmas. <laughs> <And they're laughs> <like>, of oh, damn.
1: <laughs> there are definitely no dummies. Look, we when we found them originally, we asked them a few questions yeah. that tested their knowledge, okay? Subtly. I mean, this is 10 years ago already. We asked them things like what's your favorite social media? And 10 years ago, nobody really had a favorite social uh-huh. media, or practically nobody. So when they would answer Twitter 10 years ago, yeah, we no. knew they they, they, they had they some inkling of what was going on. And so we asked a few questions and and then since since then, it's been the same grandmothers pretty much yeah. for the last 10 years. And so they have become even more interested in entrepreneurship themselves. During the off-season, yeah. they they read stories about entrepreneurs and what's happening and whatnot. And then when they come to Startup Fest, they've got, you know, two days of being bombarded with pitches and so they've become experts. <laughs> it won't
0: be as easy as before, it won't be as easy they become more <laughs> better and better. <laughs>
1: Absolutely.
0: I have uh, like some last questions. Um,
1: one of them just speak French, Phil? Je parle le français, oui, en effet.
0: Alright, so I want to start talking about the Starfest, the French, because we are in Montreal, there is a bilingual community. I don't know, I hear some people saying that there's not enough
1: French in the Starfest. Is that right? Uh, well, Startup Fest originally started as an English event, Yes, uh, and we did that again because the idea was we're going to bring the international scene to Montreal, yes. and look, I mean, internationally, English. by and large, it was English, especially in the early days, we were really reaching out to California and New York yes. and Toronto and stuff like that, and so it was all English. So in the beginning, the event was only in English because yeah. that's what it was. Um, and you know, as much as we wanted to do French content, we didn't know how we were going to reconcile. it. Everything was new. So for the first few years, that's what it was. But then, you know, not only did we become, you know, more solid and have more experience, because we had never run events before, but also the market evolved. And there became, entrepreneurship became common and mainstream amongst all society. Yes. Uh, Not just in a particular area, you know, at the cafe Leica in the time. Um, and so once there was just more of a hunger for entrepreneurship yeah. in all communities, including the, the Francophone tech community, we said, well, sure, why not? Why don't we start by creating, you know, a half day of content on one stage in French and let's yeah. see if that has an interest. That first time we did that where we had expected maybe 150 people would sit in the room, there were close to 500 people that uh-huh. came. Yes. We actually changed the room. We had to rejig everything because all of a sudden there was a, a big hunger. So since then, now uh, it's been about three years uh, we now do content in French throughout the whole event because there's yeah. an interest there. Uh, most entrepreneurs that come uh, that will listen to the French content are also there to make international connections. Yeah, so true. they walk around the village and they're interacting in English and in French. Um by adding French to our lineup, yes. it's had a very positive impact on bringing international communities from places like Brussels or France, and oh, you know, yes. delegations coming from Marseille, from okay. Lyon, Bordeaux, uh, Paris, of course. Yes, And so it's opened up uh, new opportunities. Of course, I mean, there's few places in the world where you can do content in English and in French. Montreal is one of them. Yes, And so we're, we're lucky for that.
0: You really represented the community, even Turkish international there's great entrepreneurs in the french communities i always think about Julien bro He's a, for sure it's a good entrepreneur
1: so yeah yeah look there's you know entrepreneurship knows no language it knows no color it knows uh it knows nothing other than a, a good idea and, and if it can hit market the you know investors is a different story yes too uh and so there we still have a lot of work to do so we do our part at Startup Fest, to make sure that you know, 50% as best as we can, 50% of our speakers are going to be women. Yes. Uh, usually, we get to about 45. Okay. Uh, 50 is very hard to achieve. Um, we try and stimulate our audience, so we run an inclusion initiative with uh, the BDC, yes. where we let in women to Startup Fest at 95% off the ticket price. Okay. Um, and, and we've done the same also for any underrepresented groups in entrepreneurship. Um, but where we still need to work, and part of the reason why we're doing this Women in Tech Prize is we need to stimulate more women getting involved in investing, uh, yeah. in angel investing, and mm-hmm. in VC, and it's happening. But that's important to grow and so again same thing english french female male visible minority or not this needs to be represented yes. in all aspects of the ecosystem True. so look we're trying to do our best at least to make sure that the audience is there that they feel welcome and everybody feels safe and happy uh, and now we're moving on to trying to stimulate investors so our, our women in technology prize yes. the investment prize that panel will be half women half men
0: okay wow yeah. that's great it's, Starfest is really built around entrepreneurship, and you see it, Phil, there's, it's a trend right now. Everyone wants to become an entrepreneur. Do you think this will last, this trend of entrepreneurship? Uh,
1: yeah, look, I mean, entrepreneurship has existed since forever. I mean, yes. in the Middle Ages, there was probably some guy <laughs> that, or a girl, probably a guy, though, that was doing something. Uh-huh. uh to try and sell somebody something, or get some, you know, skin of some animal in exchange. Uh, I don't think that entrepreneurship goes away. Okay. I think there are hype cycles on industries. Yes. So you know, at one point it was mobile apps, and then it became wearables, and then it became Internet of Things, yes. and now it's AI. And you know, those trends come and go. Okay. Entrepreneurship as a whole doesn't. Yes. Um, it happens to, I think here in Quebec in particular, it's become more acceptable to be to be an entrepreneur. Yes. So you get these boom moments yes. you know, of all of a sudden, okay, it's okay to be an entrepreneur. It's okay to have this as a, as a career path. And so people will jump into it. And so we're maybe in that moment in history in Quebec where more people feel comfortable getting into entrepreneurship. Yes. But I don't think entrepreneurship as a whole will ever have a bust. I okay. Mean, it's entrepreneurship. There's always new ideas. Yes, There's always new technologies that permit new ideas. There's always new things to do. And so I don't really see uh, a lull in that. I do see, I can imagine very easily, a day where AI is no longer what it is today. I mean, yes, of true. course. But I think it still has a ways to go. There's no, it will always be there. <laughs> entrepreneurship it's, it's as, a, as a world will
0: be there. Maybe just, like you say, some trends will go down and up, but it will be always be there
1: when was the last time you really heard or talked about big data? There was a period of time through, you know, we've been doing this for 10 years, yeah. so I can trace back year after year and say, this is what was big that year. And, you know, uh-huh. there was a year where, like, everybody was talking about big data. If you had a startup, it better have had some data exhaust. Yeah, well, You know, <laughs> what's the data, what's the data, you know, uh, that's coming out of that It's startup. true.
0: Some some year it was, oh, I'm the Facebook of this. I'm the Uber of this. You yes. know, I was yes.
1: adapted to the yes. big yes. thing, the big sure. company. User-generated at one point was the big thing yeah. Again, and mobile in the beginning it was just the the idea of being mobile, you know, ten years ago we didn't have, and we had mobile devices, but they weren't what they are today. And yeah. so most people had, at best, a website. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. And then in like year two of Startup Fest, it was like, okay, everything is mobile now. What's your mobile strategy? Uh, Nobody yeah. talks about that anymore. Now it's just de facto. And I think AI will get there. Eventually it'll be that, you know, well, you just have AI in your product. It's, it's not even a question. It's true. Delivered from, you know, Microsoft or Amazon or Salesforce or somebody else.
0: All right. And yeah. uh, for the last question on the podcast, Almost ten years, Phil of the Starfest. Where do you see this going? What What are the big
1: plans for the Starfest? Are you growing? Are you evolving? Look, we grow every year, yeah, for sure. Uh, and so that's a natural path. It's not a forced reality. Uh, bigger is not necessarily always better, and okay. so we're always challenging ourselves to be relevant. Yeah, uh, it's not running after you know growth just for the sake of growth in terms of size because that's that's a very difficult thing to maintain. What we need to grow is the value that we drive. Okay, so our thinking is how do we drive more value throughout the whole year? How yeah. do we Offer people things, you know, entrepreneurs things that they can only get at Startup Fest and things of those sorts. And so that's where I see us going. I, I see us being more holistic in our approach of supporting entrepreneurship beyond, you know, the five days, it, it, you know, once a year in yeah. Montreal in summer. And you know, we do run other events around the world. Yeah. And we do run other events in other cities uh, here in Canada. And so, you know, our, our business as a whole is growing, of yes. course. Uh, you know, Startup Fest is a very particular beast. It's it's like Montreal. It's big enough to have critical mass, yeah. but it's small enough to be intimate where you get to meet everybody and get to... So, you know, we... we you adapt to... We toy with growth, but we, we keep it, uh, you know, very reasonable and realistic.
0: Any big surprise of the 10 years anniversary? You want to keep it... Secret? Well, that would be next year.
1: <laughs> so, you know, so I don't know, you know, big surprises. Yeah, look, this year's edition is nine lives. Okay. So the theme of this year's edition is nine lives. Yeah. Uh, being our ninth year. Uh, and so if we survive our ninth year, we'll talk uh, about the 10th okay. year. Now, <laughs> now, You're going to be there 10. Yeah, it, I, it, this just going to be huge, but <laughs> next year's going to be
0: bigger. Our 10th anniversary of the Fest. I'm glad to have you on the show, Phil.
1: Thank really you very like much.
0: It. I appreciate any last
1: word to the people that are watching. No, me. have fun. Uh, build a business and come out to start a Fest to showcase it. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much.